started like a week ago anyway in today's episode we are going to be talking about women in sports black women in sports especially especially dealing with the um events that have happened in the olympics this week obviously i don't play any sports sports not something i really do i try to avoid it at all costs therefore i had to enlist a friend of mine a little special guest for you all so with us today on this episode, we've got Saracens Maverick Netball Under-19s, Ife Danso. Hi, Ife. Hi, Ake. <laughs> um, so sorry. Yeah. N- nice. <laughs> Short, brief. Um, can you tell the people like what sports you play, positions, teams you play for? Okay, so um, I play netball uh, primarily. Uh, I don't really, I used to play lacrosse as well. Um, did a you know a bit of athletics there but just just the normal amount that any tall person had to do you know the kind of <laughs> the high jump or the long jump or the triple jump yeah um, but yeah I played lacrosse for about um, six years and I played netball for about eight or nine years actually it's been a while wow, that's commitment um, right there <laughs> yeah it's been a while um, but I'm a defender in both sports um, and in netball I play goal defense and goalkeeper yes okay cool um, me pretending that I understand what these words mean <laughs> I'm gonna guess you stop people from scoring because that's what defense does I mean try to at least also I have this question for you do you think that when you were in like high school secondary school that one of the reasons you did sport was like there's this kind of expectation of black girls to just sports or was it just something you like enjoyed I mean this this is an interesting question I've actually not really thought about this before because um for netball I started playing um when I was in year four and I feel like that was very much just a like this is a social environment we're in and kind of everyone was doing it um but at the same time once I was in it it was very much like oh my gosh like you're so like dominant and so tall and like you can't mm. not do this sport or like do you play because I've been tall since I was literally like born basically like <laughs> oh do you play basketball this that and I'm like no I do not why do you ask me if I play basketball for goodness sakes um so it's like there I feel like I didn't think about like at, at that age I was what like eight years old I didn't think about oh there's so much societal pressure for me to be doing this thing but yeah. definitely older there was just all always this expectation of me to like you know like it's a waste if you don't or like blah 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 blah. and it's like Mm. like, I'm just tall man like what what are you what are you doing casting your expectations onto me Um, but yeah I think personally it was just like a lot of it was enjoyment and like love for the sport and kind of wanting to spend that time with my friends and stuff so it was a mixed bag mixed bag nice um Obviously, this week, Olympics started last week. Not as much hype because of Corona, so it's a bit, everything's a bit, oh. But the one thing that's been everywhere, like literally everywhere, it's the only thing I've heard about the Olympics, even though we've apparently won gold medals in swimming and diving and whatever. Like <laughs> The only thing I've heard about is Simone Biles. Um, how do I say this? I'm not going to say dropping out because that sounds really bad. 
Simone Biles deciding to put her mental health first and not partake in this week's mm-hmm. events. And I think um, very interesting how people are kind of viewing this. Some people are... Mm-hmm. The response. Like, the responses mm-hmm. are very different. Some people are sort of, you know, like, yes, go her. And other people are very much not saying that at all. Um <laughs> other people <laughs> i'm trying to find here a, a comment from who was it i think it was it i think it was definitely something like piers morgan because he yeah, is the he is the type of guy to to be like this and i don't know what it said specifically but i'm gonna paraphrase he was basically saying these people need to grow up like these injuries are part of the game that's part of being yeah, an elite sports player a news article like that, and yeah like, wow. and oh, i yeah. think what what is your take on that what is your idea on simone Biles and this whole kind of what people would like to call a controversy and i just think it's someone putting their health first <laughs> I mean, um, as you said, I haven't been watching the Olympics. I did not see a lot about it until like it had already started. And it was like, oh, there's a couple medals here and there, but like no one was really watching it. Um, but I just think it's a testament to like, like to her strength, to the position she's in, where she can literally just look at her performance and be like, you know what, I can't go out there and literally um, in- endanger my life to try and perform this thing if it's not working. And it's not like, you know, it's not like a kind of just normal stage fright or kind of anxiety being on a world stage. Because obviously she's done this before. She's won medals before. Like she's yeah. the most decorated gymnast of all time. Um, and it's not like an, another sport where maybe in swimming it's like, oh, you know, you just hit the water and like it, you know, it's second nature and you can just go out and do your thing. What she described and what people have been saying as well is having something called the twisties. Um, and when gymnasts describe this, this is when they are literally in the air and it's almost as if their mind and body are not connected and they can't center themselves in like doing their moves. So it's a case of her literally not being able to control herself in the air, however many feet up in the air. And the moves she's performing are so dangerous that she could literally be paralyzed she could literally die if she lands wrongly so it's not like i don't even know how to put it in words it's not like a she's just not performing as she should be as a um, you know international athlete of this credibility it's like she doesn't want to die by not doing this thing (laughs) so she's like let me take myself out and focus on my mental health and kind of get that sorted yeah so me personally i commend her yeah because we we've actually seen that if you look at her approaching the mat approaching to perform in 2016 at the um mm-hmm. where were the olympics last time Bra- brazil rio. rio at the rio um 2016 there was so much joy so much light in her face like she was excited exactly. to show the world who she was but look at all the pictures from the 2021 tokyo like she looks scared she looks like she doesn't want to be there and it's everyone's like everyone's like yeah but it's part of the sport but mentally she's dealt with a lot especially with the whole um this like her coach being the sexual assault that she's faced due to her coach that pressure the doctor as well yeah doctor the mental pressure that you have when you like you were 19 and you got all these gold medals at your first olympics and people especially like no offense to americans but 
I know you're kind of born in America, but it doesn't count. <laughs> it does not count. But people and Americans, they expect her to go out there and win the medals, which I find it ridiculous because when she wins the medal, she's like, it's like this whole football thing that we saw with the boys who took the penalty. Like when yeah. she wins the medals, she's like, yeah, that's one of ours. She's Team USA all the way. Yeah, exactly. But as soon as she decides, hey, you know what? My mental health is going through the bin. Like she's like, oh, why are women not strong anymore? And um, I saw this thing, I'm going to read this thing. And it was this post about 1996, Kerry Strug, who was also a gymnast. And she said, in 1996, Kerry Strug went back out on the mats for the finals and had a spectacular performance despite a severely injured ankle. She did it because it was the only way Team USA had a chance at gold. Due to her effort, Team USA won gold. Amazing grit. The great ones find a way. Really? The big message, stop glorifying athletes performing injured. What the? Like, you wouldn't yeah, send, you wouldn't. It, you wouldn't send a doctor, a surgeon into the surgery room if they had like a shaky hand. So, yeah. and you wouldn't send a runner, like you wouldn't send an athlete doing like a hundred meter sprint if they'd broken an ankle. So why on earth do you expect a gymnast to go out there when she mentally cannot, like she mentally can't do it safely? Like, I don't understand yeah. how people expect that. And did you see where they were like, um, she was pressured into doing it by abusive coaches. It, it ended her Olympics and gymnastics career and it was completely unnecessary because the team would have won anyway. And I was just like, oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my days. It's, Why? It's, her teammate actually did go on and win gold. Like Simone Biles' mm. teammate just won gold. And then I have this idea, this pressure that they put on black women for that, this kind of talent. And um, I think, I say black women, but I think this is a case of just women in general when it comes to sports just unfairly scrutinized at unfairly, every level it's i think who was it was it um jessica ennis when yeah. she was when she got pregnant and then yeah. when she came back her performance wasn't that as well and everyone was like basically like why did you get pregnant that's not your job and i was like she was married <laughs> she got pregnant like, like, she, got... she wanted a baby what do you mean like what do you mean and it's in the nicest way possible, it's always these lazy asses who don't do sports, sitting on their couch with Twitter in one hand and a bag of chips in the other hand, watching TV on their flat screen that make these comments. Honestly, people who would never know the struggle or the difficulty or like the sheer determination that they've had to even become the legends that they are. Like Simone Biles is literally arguably the greatest gymnast in history and people are still scrutinizing her to this degree. And it's like, what are what? you doing at this point? She has nothing to, like, she's proven everything. She has nothing, nothing to, prove. to prove. Absolutely. She has nothing. nothing to prove. And especially not, like, maybe to herself. And I understand mm -hmm. if she was beating herself about that, like, that's a big thing for her. But to all these, no offense again, to all these nobodies out there watching her on their TV, like, she has nothing to prove to them. She doesn't answer to the naysayers, and no athlete should, really. Because yeah. they're not helpful at all. Have you had. Have you had situations where you felt like people were asking you to give more than you actually had to, even though it was like not even your place, like they had no business in your business? 
Um, so I, I find that I feel very guilty if I need to um, kind of come off as, as injured or like not participate in something because I'm injured. And mm. um, thankfully, I've nev- I haven't had like a really serious injury um, yet playing sport. But there are times where, you know, you'll like roll wrongly or just the wrong thing will happen. And it's like just pain. And it's like I know that going back on is honestly not beneficial to my health and to like my physical well-being but it's like the amount of guilt and it's 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 strange because even though people like especially with a physical injury people will recognize it um, a lot of the time and they'll like acknowledge it and stuff but no one will truly know the way you're feeling so it's kind of like oh like you've sprained your ankle like okay but can't you just blah 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 blah. so I feel like there's kind of a um environment of kind of just gritting through it and oh there's a perfect example actually um of this netball player joe harton and she is like a legend in the game like she is really really good and um she was playing in the um team at the commonwealth commonwealth games in 2018 um in the gold coast in australia and that was like a legendary moment because england won the commonwealth games for the first time in like 50 years or like ever i don't know it was like a really epic moment (laughs) and winning yeah and then later she did an interview and I don't know how long, much later this was, maybe like, I don't know how much later it was, but she said that in that interview that the night before and the morning of, she had been like throwing up. She was really, really ill um, and she was like so sick. There was no way she could play this match, but and the historical emphasis behind the game that she played anyway, like through that sickness. And I was like, that is insane because this is obviously like at one of the biggest um, competitions for netball in the world. So imagine just at lower levels where it's still really physically demanding and really intense. And you're just kind of having to kind of just swallow kind of whatever is going on and kind of just grit through it and kind of do it anyway. And it doesn't always come like necessarily directly from coaches or teammates, but it is kind of just an, an understanding that you're kind of an athlete. You just have to do this. You just have to work through it, get through it. Um, and, wait until the game is done basically but it's like you can't always do that that's not the best thing for your physical health or your mental well-being in a lot of in like many cases so there shouldn't be the stigma associated with taking yourself out being 100 percent, and then getting back on court and kind of you know demolishing the game that's rough imagine like like i literally take days off if i'm hangover because i'm like <laughs> i don't want to go to work even though i have like the least stressful work in the whole like in the whole world but right. the amount of pressure on athletes to kind of perform if we're gonna like as i said talking about black women in sport but focus on the olympics you obviously heard the the event that occurred with um shakari richardson i'm mm-hmm. probably not pronouncing her first mm-hmm. name wrong so if she listens to this but she won't apologies <laughs> um and so she obviously got she got a ban because she tested positive for weed before I state my opinion on this, what are your particular opinions on this case? Um, I honestly don't have a um established opinion, um, but I so I'll just comment as I you know think it. But um, it was just so like heartbreaking at first to see because when people talked about her talent, it was an insane amount of talent like she would be running and like 30 meters before the finish line or something she's like pointing to the time or looking at the board and it's like she's not even like fully focused on like this race at this moment you know like there's so much more she could be doing at the end of the race and she's still beating people and she's still this fast and she's still doing everything at this level like this is pure like history in the making this talent is absolutely incredible you know so so many people were hyping her like black twitter was crazy um everyone on the internet was kind of going crazy about it and then it was the case of oh she's been disqualified now and people were like weed is not a um 
weed is not like a performance enhancing drug like how is it weed that you're gonna draw the line at when it's not like she's using something to make her better at running and if anything it would actually make her worse um, but I do understand that as like the governing bodies they kind of just have to follow the rules as they stand it's not about like the degrees to which people might see it as an issue like whether it was like if she had been doing steroids and people have been like oh fair enough because it's actually this this that but it's because it's part of the rules and they said no and whatever um, but then it's also just um, I think it's just like a, a really hard situation for her to be in because she did it because of the like family issues that were going on at the time and she was mm-hmm. kind of just trying to console herself um, so I think it is just like a really sad situation um, but in this kind of case if like if those are the rules as they, as they stand there's not much you can do to contest that when she was like I fully understand that you know I shouldn't have taken this it was just because of the context basically yeah I and that's my opinion and oh gosh I'm gonna get hate oh well hashtag Ake's cancel party um let's get that trending on Twitter yes racism the Olympics is big but do I believe this was a show of the Olympics racist nature no I think this was more a show of the Olympic sexist nature yeah but how do you like how do you differentiate between the two how do you see where the line is drawn I think yeah and that's the thing that's what makes it really hard because obviously black women she has a problem not the problem but the kind of people view it as a problem that she's black and people would view it as a problem that she's a woman kind of situation yeah the intersectionality the intersectionality between the two but for some I feel like I think it's because it's so kind of following rules and regulations that's why I'm like is it really a racism thing since I can understand I understand how people like yeah this is kind of systemic because the idea of marijuana is something apparently in America that's like linked to they've tried to link it to black culture yeah yeah um which is like fairs like I get that (laughs) but I don't know this particular case I was like yeah this is actually so shit because I was actually so like hyped to see like some good like competition you know yeah good running that's interesting I know I didn't back my point at all I feel like because it's almost impossible to draw the line yeah I, just, I feel like because it's impossible to draw the line I feel like oh, this is the sexism this is the racism this is a combination of the two this is more sexism racism I personally wouldn't um I wouldn't ever rule one out because I don't know for certain which one it is or if it's a combination of the two or if it's like you know neither at all and on this one rare occasion like there's no discrimination present I would just like I don't know and I feel like it might have been a case of a lot of different things happening at once seemingly just to black athletes and then it's like you're adding this like fuel to the fire almost when people would be like it's 100 percent racist um so mm. it's one of those that's always up for de- debate basically but yeah i don't think i would ever rule it out because how do you ever really know yeah that's the thing like how you can't draw the line and i think that's really really hard it still sucks like let's be honest like wherever the line is it still sucks and I think another thing I wanted to talk about was um going back to Simone Biles and how people are like oh she's not being tough she just needs to fight through through it even though you know sexual assault by her doctor her gym coach and this is literally gymnastics like that's like that was her life and then the story comes out about Alan Hadzik um 
the Team USA fencing guy who's been accused by like I think three people now of sexual assault and I say accused because they haven't found out their like false allegations or real allegations most likely real because the percentage of allegations that are false is very very low and instead of him getting like a ban from the Olympics they created a safety plan so that he doesn't come in contact with women or something like like so you've got this fencer on team usa who's been accused of sexual assault and instead of being like hey maybe you should sit this one out they were like let's create a safety plan for you so you you can't put yourself in a position where you could possibly sexually assault someone and that's honestly obscene <laughs> and like, they and and and, and they think that's okay but then if Simone Biles was like hey because I've dealt with sexual assault because I'm mentally unstable I don't particularly want to perform they're like oh my gosh you're being such a baby like it's it's crazy the double standards are crazy and I, th- I feel like this um this like the entire basically the I feel like the entire root of the problem we're talking about when it comes to the like unfair scrutiny um, of women in sport and then particularly black women, I think that that you know how people were so upset basically when Shikari Richardson couldn't um, uh, perf- like you know couldn't compete. Um, I feel like it's mm. the um, unfair bias scrutiny against black athletes that it just that then comes to the boil in these things so like when um they said that Simone Biles wouldn't be fairly credited for that like insane spin move thing she did that like no one could land and stuff or that if you heard about this um figure skater from France who was doing (laughs) she oh let me find it she um she performed a move in figure skating that um only three people had done before her I think and those three people were all men and she did it better than them so it was like a backflip in the air and <gasps> yeah four splits in the air and then to land and then they and like... all of the men had landed uh two-footed but she landed on one foot and continued okay so so Sergio Bonnelli something like that yeah if you're listening that pronunciation if you're listening we, so really, if you're really listening. <laughs> <laughs> we are really sorry <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah so she did it better than they ever did and then she she came like 10th in the competition because the judges said because it was like an illegal illegal move they wouldn't credit it credit it even though no one can actually do it and it takes far more skill they, it's literally called it's the, the move is now named after her like it's called a bodily now like because of how insane it was that she did this and it's like wh- what more will it take for you to just give credit where credit is due and to actually apply the same yeah. set of circumstances to i think it's this it's i think it's this idea of um it's this idea that they think that if you once you reach a certain level once you start looking better than everyone else it's unfair that you have that talent yeah and I'm like, how is that unfair if everyone's been training, everyone's been working their arse off, crying, blood, sweat, tears, and all of that? How is that unfair? It's just a proof of your commitment and dedication to your sport. Like, I find that incredible, yeah. And, and why do you think it's unfair when it comes to these Black women, but when it's Michael Phelps with his webbed feet and his superior lung capacity, which are clear biological advantages to everyone else in his... Um, competitive like circle that literally yeah. is part of the reason why he wins it's like oh no he's just superhuman you know like he has these and like has i want skills. to like if we're gonna men- cast a semenya you know i'm gonna i'm gonna if we're mentioning this kind of natural i natural ability i'm googling their names as i say this because i their names have to be said um the people 
who got disqualified yeah. from the Olympics, I think it was like two um long distance runners. Long distance runners, um for US CC Telfer and she was US and she was US Team USA black women because look at Team USA, especially for running, there's a lot of black women. Um and she got banned. She got disqualified because they said, oh, she was male to female trans gender and um that means she has higher levels of testosterone and they were telling her they're like hey you know what you have high levels of testosterone we want you to take these drugs to reduce the level of testosterone you have in your body to allow you to compete because it's unfair that you have a natural advantage over your runners over the other runners and obviously she was like no she wasn't going to do that because why would she do that especially this olympic things are like literally anti-doping and stuff like that and they're like literally giving like hormone blockers to people but they they disqualified her because of her natural ability but people like michael phelps they're just like oh yeah it's just because he's like superhuman there's nothing you can do like we can't like he's superhuman what are you going to do to change that and i think yeah i think it's this or like cast as well yeah and just because she has naturally higher testosterone levels and it's so unfair as well because of the scrutiny like she's a cis woman and the scrutiny that she's faced and people trying to like um completely define her gender and kind of assign whatever they want to her and it's like could you just leave her alone like because she's successful and good at the sport like i know she's dominating but you don't actually need to be scared like just let her live and breathe yeah let her live and breathe and if you have a problem try harder like i'm sorry her sport yeah, like if you have a problem with her being, oh, yeah, and then there were two you, more. Then yeah, there were two harder. more um, Namibian runners mm. who were disqualified from the twenty twenty one um Olympics in Tokyo for having uh testosterone levels that were too high. Um, Christine Mboa and Beatrice Masalingi, all like also disqualified, also black women who were absolutely. Yeah, do we see a common thread winning. between these people who are disqualified? For having higher levels of testosterone they all just happen to be black oh wow they just happen to be black i'm sorry it's it's ridiculous and you know what i think is the worst part if it was team gb or to be fair the cc telfer one that got a big thing it was like team gb or a bigger person in like team usa who was being like called out and being like hey you can't run because you have higher levels of testosterone everyone would be going absolutely wild they'd be like oh the olympics are against us blah blah blah. this is like a violation of like human rights but because it's namibia because it's these countries that people don't care about they're just like not only don't not only that people don't care about people don't care about and view as a threat instead of being like hey this is a violation of human rights people are like yeah at least now we've just got rid of some of the competition exactly which yeah you have but do you value the competition more do you value winning the competition more than human rights i think we've reached a point especially with sports especially with especially with sports where it comes to what is more important winning or human rights and we saw that in american football the whole the taking the knee exactly and and people said oh don't put politics into sports but i think 
it's political and i think sports players are realizing that they have a platform they have millions of people watching their games every single time they play every time they walk into a stadium every time they make a comment everyone is watching and they've decided to spread the message that black lives matter asian lives matter that i'm not going to say all lives matter but the <laughs> because it's not it's not hashtag all lives matter let's not let's not with that but they're spreading the mas- the message that everyone's life is equally as important and shouldn't be scrutinized shouldn't be discriminated against just because there's a particular factor of them that you find unnerving or threatening or uncomfortable like and i think sports yeah that's a thing in sports that is on the rise that's strange you know i even saw this um kind of this news kind of page kind of thing uh talking about the top 10 moments the i think watch mojo talking about the top 10 uh, moments where olympians clapped back and one of them was talking about how andy murray had won his um second gold medal so andy murray a british uh, tennis player had won his second gold medal he was getting interviewed by a reporter who was like oh yeah you're the I've first seen person that. in history to have done this um and he was like ah, serena and venus williams both have about four to their name but like all right like Kind of and like that's the thing fun. is, when you watch the video, Andy Murray's just like, I'm not taking any of this crap. Like, I'm not dealing with At it. All. Especially when, um, especially when Serena came back from having a child, and everyone was like, Oh no, like she had a child. She's not gonna be as good now. But you know what? We're like wrapping up, and I just want to mention um, one black athlete a young black athlete that i'm really really sad is not performing out of the olympics not because of racism just because miss rona got her and she tested positive so now she can't play um but coco gal or core that girl and the fact that she's so relatable as well honestly but the more she the fact she's younger than us as well makes me really sad because what am i doing for my life making podcasts making blogs pretending to be someone um (laughs) but it's just incredible talent but i'm scared that when she grows up she's going to start getting so much hate the way that serena and vena that venus did i think she will it's this world is it's kind of just one of those things that you literally just have to contend with being black and growing up in a society the way we do but hopefully if she can just stay on top of her game the way they did and absolutely dominate she'll just know that literally the naysayers they don't mean anything at all and they're just going to keep you know spreading bs because they can't actually um can't actually knock you for your skill and it can't actually knock you for what you're doing in terms of your actual performance it's just any other insignificant matters that they decide to dwell upon literally and i think that's why all my black women black men athletes who are out there trying to make it in this industry you just got to keep your head high keep pushing forward and don't listen to the naysayers don't listen to the haters out there trying to tear you down you have a talent use it you know what you got to do you know how to get where you need to get to and if they try to block you you just show them that you are better and you don't have to prove anything to them like just un- be unapologetically yourself and honestly just do it honestly th- this doesn't apply to me because i don't do sports um i mean no actually fun fact fun fact um I'm actually, 
I'm actually going to start playing lacrosse at university um, because they have really good socials Dang. in the first four at uni. So I'm just I'm just there for the socials. There's no way you said because of the socials. Okay. Yeah, because of the socials, there's no other reason to play a sport apart from the socials. Wow. I need to get a stick. And if anyone knows how to play lacrosse and wants to do like stick practice with me so I don't look like a complete fucking loser, please hit me up. Please. Please, please. Anyway, thank you, Ife, for being on the podcast today. I have loved having you alongside me, even with all the Zoom (laughs) problems, technical issues that hopefully I can fix during post-production, but let's see. It's been a blast. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me. Um, Anyone who still made it to the end. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) anyone who still made it to the end. Next week, I think... I will, it's a solo one. I know you guys are disappointed. You don't like the sound of my voice. Oh, well. Um, It's a solo one. And I think I'm going to be talking about all things Netflix because a lot of things have come out. I'm currently on a massive binge of a lot of new stuff. So um, keep in store. But until next time, bye.